This is Deep Dive. I'm Sui. This week, the Honduran president wrapped up her first state visit to China after the two countries normalized relations in March. A major task of Xiomara Castro was to link the Central American country's economy with the world's second-largest consumer market. By the time she concluded the visit on Wednesday, China had approved the imports of bananas, coffee beans, and prawns from Honduras. Why is banana on the list, and how much does this fruit matter to Honduras? My colleague Liu Jiaxin at CGTN was among the first Chinese journalists traveling to Honduras in April, and she made a stop at a local banana farm. This episode is brought to you on Thursday, June 15th. So, Jiaxin, talking about your trip to Honduras, where is this banana farm you went? Sure, Sui. So we went to the Casmo farm, which is located in the northern part of the country, and it's pretty close to its second largest city, San Pedro Sula. And the industrial center, but it's about four hours away by car from its capital Tegucigalpa. How many workers are working there? So far, they employed six hundred workers in this Casmo farm, and and the workers all have their own division of job. Some are in charge of chopping down the bananas, some ship them, some in charge of cleaning, some label and box them, and some recycle the stems. And there are tracks in the farm that can connect the packaging factory to the banana plantation. So the bananas are hand on the tracks and pulled by walkers to the factory. So most of the jobs so far are done manually.、Mm. Who are running the farm? Well, the farm has a number of cooperatives with different companies working together to manage this、uh, 300 hectares of land. Before the hurricane, there were more than 480 hectares there, but now two thirds are left because of the weather. So the farm is now run by locals, but until a few years ago, it was run by American fruit giants like Chiquita, Dole. But the biggest shareholders remain American companies, and this is just one farm. And there are large banana plantations in the north of Honduras, and locals told us most of the farms are still controlled. By the United States. Historically, in the late 19th century, Honduras offered land and exemptions to American fruit companies in exchange for the development of its north, and that's how the Banana Republic got its name. How much can the workers and owners make by growing bananas there? Well, workers are paid relatively fixed, with each one paid 10 to 15 U.S. dollars a day. It depends on how much they work. So in Honduras. Bananas can be harvested all year round, and when a banana tree is harvested, a new banana tree grows next to it, and so on. So there are generations of generations of bananas that can be harvested, and there may be high season and low season due to the extreme weather and climate. But there's basically production all year round. So this means that workers have a steady income, but rather low, like I said, rather fixed. And when it turns to the owner. I also asked the same questions to the local owners, and they said the calculations could be a, a bit complicated. But let's put it in a simple way: like the owner's income relies on the export price、hmm. and volume. And one box of、um, like 20 kilogram bananas costs six U.S. dollars for export. That's really, you know, budget friendly, and that's what they earn, like the six U.S. dollars for one box, and that's it. But it can be sold as much as 120 U.S. dollars in the American market,、mm. so the extra 19 times 
profits belong to the United States. Generally,、uh, where do they sell their produce? Right. So basically, two branches to go. At the packaging factory, we notice that bananas with good-looking were separated from the ones with bruises. So the good-looking ones went for export. The main countries we are exporting bananas to are the United States and some European countries, such as the UK, Germany, Russia, and Ukraine. But the ones with the imperfections were sold locally,、mm-hmm. and even at the local market, there were a lot of bananas, and they are rather cheap, like one U.S. dollars for a dozen of them. You mentioned the name Banana Republic, so let's take a look at the history of the banana industry in Honduras. Could you elaborate more about history? How did it start and become a pillar industry?、Mm, sure. So the primary importer of the Honduran bananas. Is the United States、mm. in the 1870s introduced by an American captain whose name is Lorenzo Dow Baker, but that's not the point. He bought bananas from Jamaica and earned a fortune, like 1,000 percent of profits in Boston. So since then, bananas became popular in the United States, not just because it's a nutritious tropical fruit, but it's less expensive. Than locally grown fruit, let's say apples, in the United States. So more and more businessmen, especially those in the transport sector, noticed this lucrative industry. And by the late 19th century, the three major American fruit giants, namely the U.S. Fruit Company, the Standard Fruit Company, and the Cuyamo Fruit Company, three of them controlled the Honduran railways, the ports, and the roads. This explains why Honduran banana plantations are located in the north because it's close to the Caribbean coast and easy to be transported. Even building a railroad to haul bananas through this tropical country is a story in itself. One of the first banana railways took 25 years to build only a hundred miles of track. What impact did the banana industry bring to the country historically? Well, historically, Honduras offered large hectares of land,、uh, about 500 hectares land per kilometer railroad, to American fruit giants, and offered large exemptions in anticipation of、uh, the country's infrastructure from the United States, but only in no avail. The railway, the road, and the port、um, that the U.S. built. Was mainly for bananas,、hmm. so there were no passengers on the train, no other freight on the train, and the railway even didn't even reach as far south to the capital Tegucigalpa. And the capital remains one of the few capitals in the world that have no railway.、Uh, people in your story say they want fairer deals.、Uh, why is that? How unfair the situation is? The profits are quite limited. The owners of the banana plantations. Own only like six U.S. dollars for a box, and that's it. So, who decides the price of banana exports and the quality of bananas? I'm afraid it's also the Western countries, and this gives local growers less say. So, they are looking for fairer pay to the cultivation, to the management, to the post-hurricane reconstruction, as one third of the field was damaged by hurricanes so far. And they're also looking for larger markets in Asia, in China. Like if they can send the bananas to Russia, I figured it won't be a problem to reach China.、Hmm. So turning to the situation now, like you mentioned,、uh, the industry is important for the country, but its export destinations seem to be rather limited.、Uh, why is the situation?、Mm-hmm. 
Right. So we know that banana account for one quarter of Honduran export, and together with coffee, they they together account for half of Honduran export.、Mm. This makes the economy too simple to be manipulated and vulnerable to external shocks. Like a great deal of resources and profits are now in the hands of American companies and investors. I think this is very dangerous. It surely affected and suppressed the development of local industries,、uh, and it put young people and workers in Honduras in a very vulnerable position. They are concerned by low pay, insecurity, poor working conditions, and other problems. So that also makes the country, you know, for the past seventy years, it has this negative net migration rate. With more people leaving the country than arriving, so they are definitely looking for better job opportunities, better education, and other, you know, better security conditions.、Hmm. So specifically,、uh, who own most of the banana farms? The main shareholders remain the three American fruit giants like Chiquita, Dole, and the, the United Fruit Company, Standard Fruit Company, and the Guayama Fruit Company. So the three of them owns most of the farms. But now local people are trying to, you know, take the control of the ownership of their own farms. And try to you know change their fate a little bit, but still they own quite limited profits、mm. of the banana economy. What would you say、uh, are the biggest challenge for banana growers there?、Uh, as far as I have noticed, the work in the field in the banana plantations was very basic and highly repetitive, and easily replaced. The pay is low, as little as ten to fifteen U.S. dollars a day, and the working conditions are challenging. And local workers told us the heat, like the temperature, is the biggest challenge. You know, I almost got sunstroke there.、Hmm. The soil in which bananas are grown is very soft, so it takes a lot of energy to walk through it. I only got a few yards before I fainted.、Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, local people are also trying to take more control.、Uh, What changes do banana farmers long for? Apart from the aspects I mentioned earlier, like they are looking for fairer pay to cultivation to the management, and they are looking for larger markets.、Um, local farmers are also looking for the automation.、Hmm. Like there is room for the country's automation, especially in the banana economy. If they have more industrialized equipment to replace human labor. And the workers can also take more advanced jobs, not those highly repetitive and easy replaced jobs.、Hmm. So, since、uh, banana trade is、uh, one top topic、uh, during the Honduran president visit to China, let's talk about trade between Honduras and China.、Uh, during the visit,、uh, what did both sides agree on trade? Because we know China is a major market for agricultural produce.、Mm-hmm. So, from the joint statement of both countries.、Um, China welcomes imports of Honduran bananas, coffee, white lab shrimp, and so on. And a number of Chinese enterprises are also expected to participate in energy, environmental, infrastructure, health, education, and telecommunications projects. Honduras has promised to facilitate the process. Also, Honduras has signed Belt and Road Initiative in anticipation of China's aid in its、uh, infrastructure development. From our side, how would you describe the demands from the Chinese market for bananas? Sure, Sui. So China has been the second largest banana importer in the world. In 2021, let me give you some figures. That China imported over 1.1 billion U.S. dollars of bananas from the Philippines, 
Cambodia, Vietnam, uh, Laos, and Ecuador.、Hmm. So China definitely has room for high-quality bananas from Honduras as well. So,、uh, talking about bananas produced from Honduras, what would you say are the major advantages for the produce from Honduras? To the Chinese market, Honduran people believe that their bananas are the best,、mm. and they said there's even an international committee to judge global bananas, and the committee gave high credits to them. I guess there's another aspect when we talk about banana trade, which is basic infrastructure, particularly transport. I, I think,、uh, in my mind, Honduras is less developed country. So, could you describe for us the general picture of the basic infrastructure in the country? Now, so far, infrastructure development in Honduras is quite limited by both U.S. intervention and its own geographical situation, like the mountainous terrain and the small population. So far, the population is the size of Nanjing City in China in Honduras,、hmm. and at present, the country's Patuca Three hydropower station in the north is built by Chinese companies. So before the hydropower station was built, locals told us there were frequent power cuts, and the voltage was often unstable.、Mm. And transportation was even underdeveloped in、uh, Honduras. Like I said, banana economy economy doesn't even bring about any rail construction to the capital. It took us like four hours to drive to San Pedro Sula and take a flight back home.、Mm. And across the country, there are only seven airports. The closest one to the capital. Is about one and a half hours away, and during President Castro's visit in China, I think it makes sense that she signed a Belt and Road Initiative in the hope to that China can help them more in its infrastructure construction. Chinese President Xi Jinping has said China is willing to start talks on a free trade agreement with Honduras. The FTA will further boost trade between the two countries. Honduras is also seeking more platforms of cooperation and development opportunities. Apart from joining the Belt and Road Initiative, the country has also applied to join the New Development Bank, which is operated by the BRICS states, namely Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you like what you just heard, don't forget to follow us on your podcast platform. Just search for Deep Dive. You can also leave comments to tell us what you want to know about China and beyond. This episode is brought to you by me, Sui, and my colleagues Fei Fei, Li Yunqi, and Zhang Zhang. Special thanks to CGTN reporter Liu Jiaxin. See you next time.